Welcome to the Transform Teacher Podcast. I'm Meredith and I'm in your corner. It's my passion and purpose to help teachers and teacher moms like you thrive with less stress and more joy. If nobody else tells you today, you rock. Hi, welcome to this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Full disclosure, I am recording this episode while I'm on a refreshing walk. (laughs) here in Denver, Colorado. So if you hear cars or birds chirping or even the wind blowing through the trees, you'll know that that is why. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've learned over the past couple of months of quarantine and COVID-19, the pandemic. And I know that there are plenty of reasons to feel disheartened, to feel so much grief, so much collective global trauma from the millions of lives that have been taken due to this virus, all of the people who have lost loved ones, all of the people who are struggling financially, the economic hardship, the plans that have been canceled, the hopes, um, just so many reasons to feel really, really devastated and really, really sad and hopeless and powerless. And that's not what I'm going to be talking about on this episode, because I think that you can turn to the news at any time. You can turn to your social media feed anytime, and you can get plenty of cold, hard facts. (laughs) You can get plenty of reasons to feel a lot of despair. And my mission is not to ignore or dismiss or pretend that those cold hard facts don't exist. But I think that if we surrender to them and allow them to take us under, then this virus and this pandemic will win in the long run. So who do we want to be when this is all over is really the question that I'm focusing on in this episode. So I know that if you have kids of your own, teaching in the time of COVID has been a double challenge, maybe even a triple challenge, maybe even a double challenge that's exponential for lots of different reasons. And we can focus on all of the things that have driven us bonkers during this time, not being able to reach students, holding Google Meets and and feeling just annoyed by the different types of technology despite our best efforts to be innovative and creative and use our ingenuity and all that. Uh, We can talk all day about how frustrating it is to try to get our own kids to keep up with their online assignments and uh, how we've been communicating with parents during this time. Everyone has had their own struggles, but I want to talk about what I have learned from this time. And I was talking with some friends a few weeks ago on a Zoom meeting who are moms, and they kind of confessed. (laughs) They said, you know what? I really miss a lot of things. I'm, I'm sad about a lot of things, but part of me has really, really enjoyed this time. Like, I get to snuggle with my kids so much more often. And I get to uh, enjoy dinner with my family again. And I get to have time to prepare healthy healthy meals and go 
for a walk or get some fresh air and not have to rush everywhere. And I'm realizing just how much our schedule was jam-packed and now I'm taking another look at it. And I've noticed that a lot of people are making changes. My children's teachers, who my children adore, are both not coming back next year. I don't know exactly where they're going. I don't think that they're going to stay in teaching. That breaks my heart. Um, I don't know all of the details, but I, all I know is that it's, we're sad and they are irreplaceable. There will be great teachers to come. There's always a time for goodbye, but it just feels sad. A couple of the teachers at the school where I teach are moving on. They're either moving or moving to new schools or it just feels like a lot of people are taking stock of things during this time and making changes. Whether they're just, you know, like a physical relocation or a deep internal change. And I think I'm one of those people as well. This time has really allowed me to reflect on who I want to be as a mom, as a teacher, and as a leader and a coach for teachers. And one of the most exciting things that happened over these past couple of months is launching my free to teach program for teachers and teacher moms who want to go from exhausted to energized and from frazzled to focused and from chaotic to calm and from stressed to streamlined and many other things that we talk about within the program. And we meet every Friday for a coaching call and we talk about anything and everything under the sun and we do a deep dive into finding our courage and the women who are currently in my program have inspired me by the changes that they've been making um, and one of the things that really stands out to me is their ability to let go of behaviors, habits, attitudes, beliefs that are no longer serving them. And that's what we sort of go through in the program. It's a step-by-step -step system and they're working really hard. Um, it's not necessarily hard as in a mental kind of hard or even a physical kind of hard. It's more of an emotional kind of hard and a spiritual kind of hard. And they have the courage to keep plugging away and they inspire me every week but one of the things that I have started to understand over these past couple of months of watching them grow and watching them take on um, new behaviors new attitudes new habits is that what I really want to do <laughs> besides teaching and and parenting and having family and friends that I love, what I really, really want to do and what I've gotten in touch with over these past couple of months is to liberate teachers. And that's why I call my program Freed to Teach. And when we think about all of the burdens and demands and obligations and expectations that we face as teachers and as women, there's something inside of us that's telling us this isn't how it's supposed to be. 
there's something better out there. There's something more out there. I deserve better. I want more. And it's not, it's not necessarily that you want to leave teaching at all. It's not that you want to leave your marriage or leave your town or leave your job. It's just that you want to, you want, you, you want to feel fulfilled. You want to feel your passion again. You want to feel joy again. And when I think about the teachers that I know who are leaving the profession and how heartbreaking that is, I wish I could have gotten to them before they left. <laughs> and now that's not to say that people are always meant to, to stay in the teaching profession. A lot of times if your gut is telling you that you need to go, then listen to it and move on. But so many of the times I think that teachers leave the profession because instead of standing up and breaking free from the things that are binding them, the chains, they just, they just quit altogether and, and they just say, there's got to be something better out there. And they leave the whole profession and deep down part of them knows that it's their calling. Deep down part of them knows that it's why they were put on earth in one way or another. It's their purpose and it's their passion. But all of the other stuff, the junk, the crap, the, the ways that we treat teachers, not only as members of society, but the whole system in general. And I don't mean just the school system. I mean the system um, of society and how it's just wired to make teachers feel like they can never do enough, that it's never good enough, that there's always more to be done, and that they can't rest their heads at night because they are being made to feel that there's always one more email to send, there's always one more tweak to the lesson plan, there's always one more task that needs to be done, and then they sacrifice their sleep, they sacrifice time to exercise. They sacrifice time to be present with their families. And they're literally in a prison, a prison of anxiety, a prison of stress, a prison of expectations that are impossible to meet. And I just think that teachers, the teachers that I've had in my life, the teachers that I've taught with, they're, they're the backbone of not just society, they're the backbone of life and <laughs> everything that you see around you. If you'll stop what you're doing, if you're on a drive, if you're walking, if you're working out, if you'll just stop for a second and look around you, every single thing that you see around you is made possible because of a teacher. If you look at the street sign, if you look at the telephone pole, if you look at the slide in somebody's backyard, if you look at the roof over your head, if you look at the letters on a sign, everything was made possible because of teachers and the way that we treat them in subtle or overt ways is so unjust, it's so wrong. And it's not just about increasing teacher pay by a few thousand dollars a year, which sometimes makes a dent for some people. Sometimes it doesn't. 
It's so much more than that. It's more than just getting teachers the supplies they need. It's more than just giving us chocolate on Teacher Appreciation Day or free highlighters at a faculty meeting. It's about a complete shift in how we value our teachers and how we look to them and how we listen to them and how we embrace them and guide them and take them in and show them the way and give them the trust, the time, the respect, the space to be the masters that they are. And there are so many wonderful, talented, gifted teachers out there who are doing an amazing job, who have figured out the obstacles and they are moving forward and they're leading others and they're beacons and they're amazing. (laughs) And some of us though get left behind and some of us aren't able to feel that sense of freedom that some teachers do feel and that sense of being a beacon and being perfect and streamlined and having it all together. And that's what I think is actually killing us because the comparisonitis and looking at other teachers who we think have it all together and we don't realize that they are facing struggles just like we are, especially in this era of Instagram and Twitter and social media and Pinterest and we can't live up to the perfection and so we beat ourselves up and we always say, I should be doing this and I should be doing that and look at her, she's got it together, why can't I? And look at how, and we completely get off track from the mission of our job and we forget that it's about who we are and not what we do. And when I think about the teachers that I've had in my life, it was the essence of who they were. And when they were able to shine so brightly and give me their love and their warmth and their attention and their affection. I was able to open up my mind and believe in what I could do and listen and learn and be open to new skills and concepts. When it was always about a teacher having the right answer or just going through the workbook or just going through the curriculum or just standing up there with the pointer, I I had no investment. I had no feeling and all I saw was a burnt out person who all of the other kids were making fun of. And now that I am a teacher, I wish that I could have taken some of those teachers that I saw in middle school and high school and I went to some of like the quote unquote top schools. I wish I could have taken them aside and said, what are you doing that's making you feel this way, that's making you feel burned out and exhausted? Um, so what this whole COVID-19 era has taught me is that our worthiness and our belief in deserving the best is not something that anybody else can really give us. It's not something that a governor of a state can give us or a state legislature or a president or a PTA or another colleague, or students, or our principal, or society at large can give us. This feeling and this ability to liberate ourselves has to come from 
within. And it has to be something that we feel in our hearts more than our heads. And this is something that I have been arriving at and that I have been sort of guiding the women in my free to teach program to arrive at on their own, in their own time and in their own way. But getting clear on what my purpose is, what my passion is, and who I really wanna be and what I really wanna be doing when this is all over, I've gotten so much clarity on that. I wanna look back and say, this was the summer that I was present with my four-year-old and my six-year-old and we went on adventures every day in the mountains of Colorado and they had enriching and nourishing experiences and they played a lot and they used their imagination and their creativity. This is the summer that I sat down with focused time and I invested in my own professional development as a teacher and I continued to learn. And one of the chapters in my book, Captured Fireflies, is called uh, Be a Lifelong Learner. And that's what I truly believe. I believe that we can always refine our practice. We can always get stronger and better. And I want this to be the summer that I really dive deep into professional development. And one of the ways that I'm looking forward to that I would like to recommend to you is the Educators to Educators free Summer Reboot Conference. This is the second annual Summer Reboot Conference. It's hosted by Educators to Educators, and Carrie Conover is a dear friend of mine. She is the founder of the conference, and she is a lovely, wonderful human being, and she's also very detail-oriented and extremely experienced, and just she's just... A class act and she's smart as a whip <laughs> and this conference that she has uh, been putting on for the past going on I don't know year and a half two years is such a gift it's jam-packed with free sessions on every topic that you can imagine for teachers and it's given to you by teachers so teachers who are really really experienced and who know what they're talking about, who have been in the classroom, who have had success, who have passion for their job, and who are going to be uplifting and invigorating and awesome. And I am so proud to say that this is going to be my fourth, this is going to be my fourth time presenting at this conference. And I'm going to be presenting on three ways to build positive relationships with your students. So I'm really excited about this conference and learning from all of the different sessions. And it's always such an eye-opening conference because the things that are presented are not things that your school is providing all the time. It's, it's very innovative and it's cutting edge and it makes you feel like you are an educator who is with it and you know what's up, and you know the lingo, you know what's going on, you, you feel informed, you feel like you have real strategies and real tools, and it's, ju it's just an amazing conference. So when I think about my professional development, that conference is really, when I really devote those two days, it's two days of free 
PD all online. You can attend uh, by your pool in your backyard. Um, you can listen on your phone on a walk. It's just amazing. And so that is what I want to do this summer is to use what I learn and apply it toward planning for next year. Whenever I do go back into my classroom, whenever that is, I want it to be the most amazing experience ever. I want it to be, I want to create a haven for my students. I want to create rigorous, dynamic lessons, engaging, meaningful, fun lessons. And I want this to be the summer where I can say, I use my time and I focused and I used my imagination and I really just gave myself that time to plan, plan, plan. Whenever I've used any extended amount of time to plan, and I'm not talking about planning in a way that feels like somebody's pressuring you to do it their way. I'm talking about planning in a way that feels really good to you because I personally feel that planning units and curriculum and lessons I feel like it's a work of art. Um, just the way a composer sits down to write music, just the way an, a painter sits down with their watercolors, uh, you're sitting down with your Google document or your lesson plan book and your laptop and your resources and you are using those tools to create magic that's going to make an indelible impact on the lives of young people. And so lesson planning, I believe, is a sacred art <laughs> when it's really done with so much intention and love and creativity. So that's how I want to be able to say that I spent my summer that's coming up. And I also want to be able to say that I devoted time to serving the teachers in my te Transform Teacher community, either through this podcast or my Facebook group. You can join the Transform Teacher Facebook group if you're listening. We would love to have you. It's a supportive, uplifting community of wonderful women, all teachers or teacher moms. Um, and then I want to be able to say that I served the women in my Freed to Teach program. The next cohort is going to be launching in July. And I want to be able to say that I made really great progress on working on my next book. So I'm currently working on my next book. If I had not shared that with you on the podcast before, it's going to be about thriving as an educator in an era of uncertainty. And the chapters are slowly but surely coming together. And I'm not planning on going the self-publishing route again, because that's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> so I'm going to try querying agents and go the traditional route and um, we'll see where that takes. We'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what the universe has in store for that next project. But that's what I want to be able to say that I did when this is over, you know? Whenever life returns to normal, which it really never will, but when life returns to the same old routines that we had in, you know, that we were living with before this all began. I want to be able to say that I didn't use this time to, you know, have a moment of, oh, just wonderful transformation and everything is hunky-dory because this has been a time of trauma and, uh, you know, collective grief. 
on many levels, but I want to be able to say that it didn't break me and that it was a time of something being taken away so that it could make room for something even better. And so during this great pause or this time of uncertainty as everyone is calling it, <laughs> or the time, the strange, fearful era <laughs> that we're living in, it's not funny, but that's what everyone calls it. You know, everybody has their different taglines for this strange, scary, weird, surreal time. I want to be able to say that I valued what was really important to me and I made it a priority. So let me know how you are going to use this time, what you have learned from this time, whether it has been something super challenging or something that's been kind of invigorating. What, how have you changed over these past couple of months? Um, who have you discovered that you really are deep down? And what I'd also like for you to always remember is that when you go through a time in your life where everything feels uncertain and scary and you're not really living as you want or there are parts of life that aren't going as you want, always know that the most beautiful things in this life always begin in the dark. From a baby in a womb, to a seed growing underneath the ground, to the dawn that breaks through from the black of the night, the blackness of the night, trying to be all poetic here. I'll just stop while I'm ahead, but seriously, if you are facing that time of despair, or fear, recognize that you're not alone and there will be light and there will be something worth a lot that's come out of all of this. So reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find me under the Transformed Teacher. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how you've been faring over the past couple of months. And I'm just wanting you to know that if nobody else tells you today, you rock. And I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Transform Teacher Podcast. Hey, have you grabbed your free ultimate toolkit for teachers and teacher moms that they're calling amazing and just what they needed? Go to www.thetransformedteacher.com to grab yours today. If nobody else tells you today, you rock.